This short code podcast is a proud member of the MedEd Media Network. Inspiration, information, and guidance on your journey to medical school and beyond at MedEdMedia.com. Meandering in the margins of medicine, it's the Short Code Podcast. Weird news, fresh views, helpful clues, and interviews. By students, for students. Subscribe to our weekly show at theshortcode.com. Welcome back to the Short Code Podcast, a production of the University of Iowa Carver College of Medicine. I'm Dave Etler, a chaotic being this week. It's been a kind of crazy week for me, so I didn't prepare a whole heck of a lot for today's show. In fact, I didn't even write down who you are. So with me in the studio, I don't even know who has the spots changed hands so many times, even up to like a few minutes ago. Who are you? Stage left. You. Start with you. It's Eric Bozart. Eric Bozart. We've also got AJ Chowdhury. Hello. We've got Alex Belzer. Howdy, howdy. And over here, we've got Rick Gardner. Hi, friends. Before we start today, uh, the show is sponsored by Panacea Financial, the digital bank created by doctors for doctors. We'll talk more about them later on in the show. Last night was fun. We had the University of Iowa Carver College of Medicine Humanism Spring Celebration. We inducted some 23 new members into the Humanism Honor Society, gave out some awards, including a special humanism award to your friend and mine, Joyce Spicy Waba, and uh, an Excellence in Public Health Award to, let's see, I've got here, uh, Joyce Spicy Waba from the the U.S. Health Service. So that's kind of cool. Uh, Kate and I were in charge of setting up the ceremony, and in classic Kate and Dave fashion, it was. I, don't know if I need a good. I need a good euphemism here. It was differentially organized. <laughs> um, I'm so thankful that our boss, Dr. Shibley Rahal, rolls with our punches and seems to like us, whether we're flawless or not. Because that's how that's how we that's how we seem to roll. I'm a flawed man. You are fallible. Yeah. Is that is that correct pronunciation? Is that the fallible? Yeah, I think so. That sounds right. Fallible. 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 I don't know. I was phallus. I was so many things. Fala la 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 la. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't do pomp and circumstance real well, so. Real quick, shout out to Dr. Shibley. She carried my grade on this test, teaching all the endo. She she, uh, carried you? Yes, she oh. lifted me up and carried me from failing out of med school. She was the kangaroo mama for his exam. She's pretty great. Oh, little Joey. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, I, yeah, I'm not into pomp and circumstance. I don't really do it all that well. If I had to design, say, my perfect commencement ceremony, it would be, you know, it would feature music played by an orchestra falling down the stairs. Just because that would be a spectacle. And... <laughs> But also because that's just how I do things, apparently. Does does the orchestra get hazard pay for that? Yes. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Cool. I pay for things. I pay for things. Okay. I, don't, I don't cheap out. He's going to pay to push you down the stairs. Whoa, who said pushing? <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to push. Oh, it's not, in the contract that they would jump. Yeah, I'm not going to push oh. them. They have to, like, basically roll this down the stairs. This is on your own volition. Yeah. It'd be a feast for the senses, I think. One of the best parts of last night was Dr. Nick Moore's keynote. I don't know if you guys have met Dr. Nick Moore. At this stage in your education. I've only met like 10 of my classmates. So. Yeah. <laughs> you live with all of them. Yep. <laughs> Nick was the college's Tau Humanism in Medicine Award winner in 2020. He's also a graduate of CECOM. And he is, okay, here's his titles. 
He is Vice Chair for Research in the Department of Emergency Medicine, Associate Program Director, Anesthesia Critical Care Fellowship, Program Director, Emergency Medicine Critical Care Fellowship Track, Director, Physician Scientist Training Pathway, Professor of Anesthesia Critical Care Medicine, Professor of Epidemiology, Professor of Emergency Medicine. Counted 10. Is that right? He's got one hell of an email signature. I mean, come on, Nick. I I feel like this dude didn't earn a real salary until he was 74. He's not 74. (laughs) That's insane. He is like, if I had to, I mean, he graduated from CECOM within my memory. I think probably, I'm going to guess like 2006 or something. How much time does this man have? I could use some if he's willing to spare some. He seems, (laughs) he's like a powerhouse. God love him. But he did a real nice speech last night. And I'd love to post the speech as a bonus. I got to listen to it. Let me see if it sounds any good because again, chaotic differentially organized but one of the things he said struck me he said it was this year he he spoke of what humanism meant in this year of pandemic and it was the first time he said in his career that he'd ever been accused of lying about a diagnosis a patient told him he was lying for political reasons about the diagnosis i mean think about that that is that's crazy that's messed up did he give context i mean i I would love to know the context. I mean, I think it was just, you know, I think it was a COVID diagnosis, basically. Oh. Like you have COVID. Yeah. No, you're lying. Fake. You're you're a liberal or I don't know. Uh, like he didn't know he did not give many details, but yeah. I thought that was such an interesting, I don't know, thing for him to to have happen to him. I feel like uh, that would that would shake me to my core as a doctor. Yeah. Like what am I here for? What am I doing? Yeah. You're serving um, the political agenda. Of course. One naturally. microchip at a time. Healthcare has become really politicized in this past year. It's yeah. kind of scary seeing primary care providers. The one that I used to work for back in undergrad, he went from within a month getting patients yelling at him, asking why they weren't getting the vaccine yet. And then a month later, there's the anti-vax movement picking back up. And now they are declining the vaccines that they are now eligible for and were asking for just a month earlier. It boggles my mind. There's a Washington Post article I read about a week ago discussing the fact that three in 10 healthcare workers are saying they're actively considering leaving healthcare. The sorts of reasons they cite are things like, you know, betrayal and hypocrisy that they feel from the public they were trying to save. And then the sort of whiplash of the applause and healthcare heroes rhetoric, coupled with people who refuse to take masks and take precautions and get, you know, vaccinated now. And then, of course, there's a way that the pandemic has exposed healthcare's fundamental challenges. It's, yeah, it's sort of contributing to, I think, what I've heard called moral injury among among physicians. It's a really crazy, it's a really crazy time. Do you remember back, like, when New York was, like, a hellhole, like, because of COVID? Yeah. And the, mm-hmm. <clears throat> the nurses were out front, like doing whatever they're doing i don't remember it was and there's protesters just yelling at them and i just astounded me like you have the people who are literally holding everything new york together pretty much and then just people like nope you're a liar yeah (laughs) like what (laughs) like i Mm -hmm. i think uh unfathomable how like just i i can't process it it just blows my mind well not only that they were flying people in remember that like you had like float nurses from like we had doctors North- too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doctors were yep. asked to volunteer from multiple states. We had n- numerous nurses and a physician from uh, the hospital that I worked at that went to to New York. And I just it's the fact that like it's happening. Like we're literally seeing this happening. And you're like, nope, didn't happen. It, it this is, might be off base, but it's like almost like Holocaust denial. Like honestly, I don't know what. Uh, yeah, like I 
Like it is very clear that it is happening. Yeah. How are you denying it? How is yeah, exactly. There's so, a there's a similar and even more frightening situation in my part of the world now that's unfurling with India yeah. having this massive government led denial of COVID and all the things that healthcare is doing there now is just it's crazy. Yeah, I agree with you, Rick. I'm probably gonna have to edit that out. <laughs> I, actually, I don't see why. I don't think. I don't think India is coming for us. Hopefully not. <laughs> I actually know a traveling nurse who traveled to New York for COVID, and she is. You may have to edit this out too. I don't know, but she's an anti-vaxer. She That's was actively going right out in New York and being like, she would like work it's in the hospital uncommon, by day, though. and then That's she'd the like part. post stuff on Facebook like, "I refuse to be afraid by night." I do know a nurse who was like that. She wasn't quite as extreme. She was a a travel nurse Mm -hmm. and basically was like, this is getting blown out of proportion, which I mean, I think to some degree, the emotional visceral reaction to seeing something so intense, I can believe that, but was like, yeah, like we really just need to go back to normal life. Like it's not that bad. This is like flu plus a little sum. And I was like, okay. Okay. Yeah. That's actually, that's not uncommon. In healthcare, even and actually in any population you look at, it seems to be not all that uncommon. I think like forty percent of the military wasn't interested in getting vaccinated. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the numbers are changing. I think the numbers are going down. A lot of people hesitate based on the concerns about safety, which I admit yeah. I had, you know, a few months ago, knowing how. I mean, just sort of watching how quickly the vaccines got developed and all this kind of stuff, and course the administration under which they were developed i wasn't sure i trusted what was going on but then there are plenty of others who don't trust for political reasons aside from that and it's crazy it's crazy i'm happy to be fully vaccinated in fact the reason we're all sitting right here in this room is because we're all fully vaccinated what do you think should we this is never going to happen not us not us but should society basically start excluding people who aren't vaccinated isn't that the whole idea? Not maybe not necessarily exclusion, but the passports. Yeah, the vaccine passport. I, that's what Chicago's doing. Uh, yeah. They're planning to roll out the, a vaccine passport system so that those who are vaccinated, which this wasn't the idea or the mm-hmm. the problem of like the fake cards and such. Yeah. But like all those who are vaccinated and have their passport cards can go to music festivals, which are planning to like. I think the mayor of Chicago said like July, they're gonna like co- concerts are good to go. I think that's the like people in like our generation like who may be on the fence like i think that's going to be a defining factor of like yeah you know no matter what your political beliefs are as soon as those like big events or whatever start asking hey have you been vaccinated like you can only come if you've got both doses you know i think that that's going to push some people out of that column yeah even my dad was kind of like iffy on getting the vaccine, was basically like, I don't really like people telling me what to do. (laughs) I don't think he was planning to get it, but like as soon as they're starting to drop like travel restrictions, CDC is basically saying you can throw bangers inside if everybody's vaccinated. (laughs) That was the actual word. I I saw the press release. They were like, bangers now allowed. (laughs) Get Um, tweaking, everybody. (laughs) But I just got a text yesterday from my dad that's picture of his card, second second dose. So Sweet. I think it does have an effect on people. People are going to get, like, systemic FOMO. Yeah. And it's worldwide that this is happening. So I'm a musician, and 
there were a couple of concerts that I wanted to play for like bands that I auditioned for and ended up not getting those gigs because in France, they're canceling everything until 2022 because COVID's so bad there still. And I don't know. I, I'm just sad that not enough people are getting vaccinated around the world. I mean, I would say, you know, since January, the rollout of vaccines has been really impressive. I know Biden has, like, said, you know, in the United States, our vaccine rollout, it was like, what was a 100 million? Or is it going to be like 100 million shots? So 50 mm-hmm. million people. Mm-hmm. And now we're up to like 200 million, like, mm-hmm. total people. So that's done really well. And we've we've covered a lot of people exponentially still there's a a portion of the population that remains hesitant and unable to be reached for some reason which Mm -hmm. is a a really interesting public health issue i think the new goal is 70 percent by fourth of july if i remember i think that was the headline this week yeah that'd be pretty actually pretty good oh i have a funny story so virginia (laughs) will be the judge of that okay (laughs) okay so virginia is going to lift mask restrictions once they reach their herd immunity goal, which I think is 75%. Turns out there's actually a law in the state of Virginia that makes it a felony to wear a mask. So Virginia had to call a state of emergency so that people can wear masks. And once the restrictions are lifted, you actually legally cannot wear a mask in the state of Virginia outside or inside any public areas. Hmm. Could, like, I'd be really bonkers. interested to hear like the actual like verbiage of that law. I'll find it for you, Ray. Because it's like it's a scarf and mask. Like, is I mean, is, that's a face covering. So you just have to get frostbite on your nose. Like, tough Maybe. luck, kiddo. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess funny story. First thing first. Funny story. What's the verdict <laughs> on that? Might be, it's a little bit horrifying. I don't know about funny. I don't remember. Uh, I love okay. AJ, but I don't know if that the was funny. The bar is pretty high in this room. <laughs> it's okay. I can edit in a laugh track and edit you out. Oh, fair enough. Fine. Fair enough. And I'll be against that. <laughs> second of all. I, I heard about a similar thing that happened in France, actually. I don't remember exactly what the word of the law was, but it was like, we want to be able to see your face. And it turned it out that the like the source or the reasoning behind making that law was totally anti-Islam. Oh, sure. Yeah. Very oh, much anti-Islam. Yeah. And I think they've kind of come to like a reckoning point with it, at least like when we had to wear masks for the pandemic. Yeah. I don't know. Some changes were made. Some realizations were made. I know way early on when like the whole mask mandates were coming out, there was an episode on an NPR like sub podcast. I can't remember what it was called. I mean, they talked about like the reason why like people might be anti mask and it has to do with like social interactions. Yes. Like the idea that to be able to see your face and see you talk and to understand like the facial emotions, it's like a level of like, I don't know if I'd use the word privilege, but some people like didn't have an issue with it because they're like, the idea is like, I don't really care. I'm used to not having that level of, I guess, privilege or opportunity, or I'm usually like oppressed to some level. I, mm-hmm. It's been a while since I've heard uh, that's the not podcast. what I, I, I'm familiar with this idea. It's not exactly what I had heard. Yeah. It, it was, what, it was basically, what do you remember? Cause it's, it's been a hot minute. I don't know that. I don't know that we heard the same thing, but what I heard was that it's really sort of, it's more fundamental than that. Like we as animals, as human beings look to each other's faces for cues. Right. And the fact that my face is covered up prevents you from seeing my expression. I mean, we everybody's joking about smizing lately because you know, our, we have to smile with our eyes. We have to be like, eh, squint real hard so that people what was know the we're term smiling. You used, by the way? Smizing. Smiling with it's like eyes. a classic model term, I think. Actually. Really? Yeah. really? Yeah. And I'm a model. Yeah, I, don't, like, I don't know if you realize <laughs> this. I'm a runway he's model. A back to his uh, previous job. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I feel like you pull off a mean pair of stilettos. I. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I do. I do. But point is, like, the mask that covers my face makes me uncomfortable because I depend on you to interpret what you see on my face in order for us to communicate well. It's sort of a more fundamental, like, neurological thing. And I think uh, even Sipla commented on this. Even even Sipla. Is it, uh, that's, that that's saying familiar, something. actually. That's saying something. But is it weird to think that, like, I even think that that extends just beyond people a little bit. Like, I noticed at the beginning of the pandemic, like, my dog reacted weird. Like, when yeah. we put it on our, like, you put on a mask and they're, like, not responding how they usually do, like, when yeah. you're just kind of hanging out inside. Simples. My cat couldn't give a shit. <laughs> Simplest parrots are uh, anti-mask. <laughs> they're uncomfortable, apparently. <laughs> I remember seeing, I think it was either in one of Sipla's classes or just something Run, related to school. I'm hippie. <laughs> There's been studies coming out saying that like humans are adaptive. We've started to recognize people by uh, their eyes oh, and yeah. other mm-hmm. characteristics mm-hmm. of their body yeah. instead of their face, their lips, their nose, mouth. Absolutely. Shout this out neuroplasticity, com- man. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. This is a good comparison, though, because, like, I remember because when COVID happened, like, when it first came out, you know, our class was, like, completely thrown off because you couldn't recognize people because everyone's wearing their mask. But now, like, you've got your class that's, like, you know, this is how you recognize people. Like, I have no just, problem now. I, well, yeah. I have very few problems. Last night, somebody walked in that I didn't know well, but whose picture I'd seen to the gathering we were having. And I basically just t- had to be like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> but other than that, like people that I have met before, I got no problem recognizing them anymore. And I depend mm-hmm. on other things, a gait, hair. I love when you hear like, wow, you're like taller or like shorter than I anticipated. Like, yeah, I get that a lot. Kate was. <laughs> Kate says that because she, you know, last night was the first time that she had been in a room with a lot of these people, all of whom she had worked with on their personal statements and things like that. But the first time she had been in a room and she always talks about how people are like oh my god you're a giant i thought the same i met her for the first time last week and yeah. I, thought, I thought you the guys exact are same thing you guys are on a you guys are on a level the two of you i think she's a taller a whole person. new atmosphere <laughs> yeah or yeah, altitude she, yeah she's got like six inches on me yeah so uh, yeah we're all learning things but yeah any excuse i can take to like look deep into rick's eyes i'm gonna take it so <laughs> are my pupils dilated they usually are <laughs> no <laughs> No, You're past the sympathetic not. stage of yeah. uh, MOHD test day. You're also looking directly at the window. Sexual tension. <laughs> I am. No, I'm not going to say what I was going to say. Can Alex, are you cheating on me? Yes. Yes, I am. Tonight. Understandable. Carry on. But, uh, but I was already cheating on my girlfriend with you, so. Oh, my. Dang it. Crazy <laughs> stuff. Crazy stuff going on in here. Insert the song Pony. <laughs> 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 Oh, yeah, I don't know where to go now. <laughs> we backed ourselves in a corner. He's like, we, I got too much dude up in here. <laughs> what happens in the SCP recording room Who's... stays in the SCP recording room. Do, do, I wonder if our listeners ship us. That's interesting. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, yeah. And I was like, that's cool. You know what? Let's talk about our sponsor just for a second. Unless you guys have more to talk about with this subject. Not that probably we want to put on the podcast. No, I'm, I'm pretty much... <laughs> not that <Yeah>. subject. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pretty tapped out. All right. Our sponsor this week, Panacea Financial. 
This is a company founded by two doctors that were frustrated as medical trainees that banks didn't seem to want to understand the unique needs of people in the medical field. So they built a company just for medical students and doctors with nationwide digital banking. Panacea Financial provides medical students with free checking. You like free, Rick? Oh, heck yeah, I do. You like free? Oh, yeah. No ATM fees nationwide? You like that? Yeah. Yeah. A uh, high yield savings account. Do you like high yield or low yield? Oh, which which do you high prefer? Yield. High yield. <laughs> I crave the high yield. A free a free personal banker. Do you like free? Did I already say free? free? For free oh free? yeah, I said free. free. I already said free, free, free. Around the clock customer support and with loans designed with you in mind. No one should borrow more than they need, but with Panacea Financial, fourth year medical students can get money as needed in as little as twenty four hours with their PRN personal loan. Has an interest rate less than half that of a credit card, no cosigner requirements, uh, and it's fully digital application. So that's pretty cool. Instead of running up uh, credit card debt, try their PRN personal loan that is designed to give you a better way to cover expenses, such as residency applications, relocation, board exams. Some customers actually use it to pay off toxic credit card debt. In addition, medical students can have a period of no or reduced payments on their PRN personal loan. So you do you, but I would suggest joining the growing number of medical students and physicians nationwide that expect more from their bank. Go to PanaceaFinancial.com today to open your free account. Panacea Financial is a division of Premise, member FDIC. Can somebody please edit the Kid Cudi saying free into that? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if we'll get a a copyright infringement for that. I can try. Okay. Come on, Alex. We're all about the copyright. You know, a hundred yeah, years ago. Are you ago, an editor? Oh, I'm not. No. Oh. Are you the marketing specialist? I'm, I'm with the. I'm the outlier here. Got a bunch of professionals the, in this room. Yeah, you need to get involved. The team yeah. involved. What Come am I on. doing right now, Rick? You know what? You 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 know you 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 decided to give all your time to Bean Community as mayor. Can Rick be the mascot? He's the mayor. <laughs> yeah, dude. Co mayor. I'm leading a coup against uh, Bullware. We will be raising the the community, and I'm holding. Um, Ben Linden is a prisoner of war. I love how this is just like CCOM canon now. <laughs> yeah, Sam, Sam Zamba is not very thrilled with how I keep progressing this idea to more radical and aggressive means. Sam, Sam is our uh, learning communities direct, or director. Yeah. 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 Let's call her that. Yeah, she helps the learning communities do all the things that they do. And she understandably finds it important that the learning communities get along. Exactly. That's why three learning communities are ganging up on one. Now, look, Rick, (laughs) we're all about this show. This show is all about collaboration, not competition. Listeners, call in. We need need numbers. (laughs) Oh, my God. Put bodies on the front line. Honestly, I could care less what you do to Bullware, but I I feel like we need to stick it to McCowan. What? Yo, we don't do anything wrong. Our furniture's falling apart. You don't do anything right either. Well, yeah, we just don't do anything. Hey, hey, I tried to get a chicken nugget and ranch keg event going. I would ranch be keg. And it got shot down. That. I'm salty too. I hear you. So it sounds like you need to help us throw a coup for you. Does that technology exist? Yes. yes. There, 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 there is are a ranch, ranch keg. Yeah. Imagine doing Why like am a I learning keg about this with now? ranch. Phenomenal idea. I don't know. Dude, the funny thing is, is that the only way. No, no, no. The only way that I found out about the ranch keg was this Virginian telling me about the ranch really? keg. Dude, us Southerners, we love our ranch. 
You don't us, love your, us, you don't love your ranch love like Ireland's love a ranch, yeah. man. I don't know, man. How did I know about the kegs before you then? I, uh, but I knew about the kegs. Uh, so that's small sample size Because you live next to a big city, so the popular idea is diffuse. Fair. That's, that's fair. Poor Dave. Uh, I don't really I don't really like ranch all that much. Who invited You're you? You're from Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you put ketchup on hot dogs, too, you <laughs> I grew up with, you know, things like vinaigrette salad, you know, like balsamic vinaigrette you know not none of this ranch the ranch is weird to me no he's too fancy for us <laughs> just no <laughs> so let us know if you like ranch Ra- or ranch what, the- let us know if you would prefer ranch or uh if you what's would- your condiment of choice mayo <laughs> what that's very that's very what? midwestern no that's disgusting the only thing that mayo goes in is chocolate cake shakes from portillo's okay whoa what <gasps> really you think it's gross have you had a chocolate cake that's shake a hot from take. portillo's no it's not i have had mayonnaise, mayonnaise ice cream that is an objective I mean, fact mayonnaise is an instrument <laughs> <laughs> i've had mayonnaise chocolate cake so i guess yeah you like put it in not... it makes it moist don't say that <laughs> you have to it's a i know it's not the like the best thing to say but it really just illustrates the, the are you the worried about your shake being moist though <laughs> like this yeah it makes yeah. it yeah. Like, mm, this is the most this is the this moistest is... shake i have ever had yeah, yeah it, it, it will bring shake. all the boys to the yard like <laughs> yeah whatever happened to milk though the milk, milk. And yeah. milk milk's gross. Boys. I was pretty sure milk's that that gross? was the case. Yeah. Chocolate milk, chalky milk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wrote a rap about chalky milk once. Really? What's yeah. ch- what do you mean? Could you perform milk? that at the like the arts and Chocolate. humanities? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah chalky probably. milk. Okay, I thought you were... At this point, I'm convinced that I'm like me and AJ are going to produce an EP and use it for our humanities distinction track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like it. It's going to be a good time. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll throw some stuff in about chalky milk. Do it. And ranch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. I'll... I'll you know what's actually really good? Ranch. You know how eggs, you you add milk to them when you make them scrambled, right? It makes them fluffy. Throw in just a touch of ranch. Very good. That's what I meant to say. It just wasn't <laughs> executed very well, which is a lot of things in my life, really. You're usually very articulate, so. Rick's the type of dude to eat soup with a fork. Now, ooh, <gasps> soup's not filling enough. Yeah, I don't, yeah. To substantiate your claim, Rick, I do use, like, you can buy, like, ranch seasoning packets. Yeah. Like, that's the most versatile seasoning that exists. Yeah. 100%. I, I agree with that. 100%. I put it in, like, yeah. grilled cheese. Oh. That's yeah. A, that My mom good. taught me that one. My All life right, never I, I, the same. Very not hot take, because it's, a, like, an, another objective fact here. <laughs> Sweet bagels. Get out. No. Get out. Sweet no. bagels no. are no. the best. No. I mean, we, what, Asiago, like, man, like, all no, day. As, what, no. We like, literally it's had a class-wide argument over this. And everyone in our class is wrong except me. <laughs> Just leave. Oh, no. that was you. <laughs> that, was, oh. that was at the Carver Run. Get out. Sweet bagels. <laughs> gang, gang. If... If I put on my mask after eating a bagel and my breath don't stank, then you like those everything bagels, don't you? It is not Give like worth a mild eating. opioid opioid high. You smell yes. like garlic. Yes. <laughs> I'm it sounds Ita- amazing. I'm part Italian, baby. I gotta have my garlic. What's I mean, your, I like. Garlic I gotta have too. my onions. I need. I need more context here, though, Rick. What, what's your definition of like a sweet bagel? Like, dude, li- like list your top the three. Best like you eat an bagel. Asiago bagel and then you're like, dang, that was a sweet bagel, like that. You hurt me a little bit. <laughs> no, sweet bagel, like a, a, a cinnamon raisin bagel no, with blueberry yeah. cream cheese. Oh, that's the killer breakfast. I'm, I hope our listeners enjoyed that <laughs> <laughs> fake vomit that I made. 
Raisins don't belong anywhere. Yes, they do. No. They're like, it's like one step removed from wine, and wine's pretty great. Okay, uh, I don't, I don't, want to, I don't want to defend Rick. But yeah, that seems that, best. I, <laughs> I think the opinion, though, speaks to the versatility of breakfast foods. Because you can go sweet or savory with it. Mm. And so bagels like, in general. Don't not, try to make this. No, I, savory <laughs> bagels are trash. Don't change the subject. I go both ways. Everything bagel. I also go both ways, but the Asiago bagel just rises above all. No, yeah. no, it doesn't. Asiago slaps. It's like a crappy cheese grilled cheese. No. It's, There's no such thing as a crappy grilled cheese. Come on, dude. Yeah, where? That, okay, that's a fair point. Where's I, your head at? Where's my head? Get you, get you. Collaboration, not, not competition, Rick. Come on. <laughs> yeah, except that your uh, opinion no, I'm is willing to, I'm willing to not only die on this point, I'm willing to prejudice everyone who believes <laughs> that savory bagels are good. Well, we can arrange your death. <laughs> That could, Whoa, as long as it's live streaming the podcast, yes. <laughs> <laughs> for the clicks, baby. For the clicks. I got the edited version. I don't know that I'm clickbait worthy, honestly. <laughs> yo, yo. A hundred years ago. I, I, hey, I hate to cut this short. <laughs> Hundred years ago, the Flexner report came out. Uh, this is a report commissioned by a this this is report's kind of crazy, uh, a little bit. It's commissioned by a cabal of medical education reformers known as the Circle, and uh, written by a former school teacher and education expert named Abraham Flexner, and it fundamentally changed medicine from a profession where people were basically doing whatever the frig they wanted when treating patients to one that emphasized scientific medicine above all else. And in its aftermath, most medical schools, many of them for-profit, were labeled deficient. It led to the closure of 75% of medical schools. Parts of it are real screwed up, like the racist bits, the fact that the possibility of African-Americans becoming physicians became something that didn't exist after the Flexner Report and is probably partially uh, to blame for the fact that, what, 4% 4 of doctors... Or African American overall, something something like that. It really does have its problems. But the interesting thing about this report, you want to know why medicine is the way it is. You want to know why there's like four years of undergrad, four years of medical school, and three to eight whatever years of residency. It all goes back to this report that just changed how we do things in America. What it did accomplish was kind of amazing because now, because of Flexner, medicine is evidence-based. And to be able to say something is a fact requires evidence. And that's why we're playing psych. That was the transition. <laughs> that was the, transition. <laughs> <laughs> the game psych. Well, I thought you were going to like slam Rick for not having real evidence towards his bagel opinion. <laughs> just this long setup just to put Rick down. <laughs> I... <laughs> Yeah, that's the that's the world. That was the world's best transition right there. <laughs> that's what came out of there. Let's just crap all over me. When you said, you know, the, the group of that report was called The Circle. Yeah. Phenomenal TV show on uh, oh, Netflix. God. No, I've se- Oh, geez. So Rick. good. Rick. <laughs> Rick, you just keep saying things that make people like you less. It's almost as good as Too Hot to Handle, honestly. <laughs> Isn't this psych? My friend got me started on it. It was like the middle of the, or like it was like April of the pandemic. Wait, did you just say it's almost as good as Friends? No. No, no, no. Too no. Hot to Handle. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. 
All right. I think it, Friends is a terrible TV show. You know, I, I that's not a hot take. I agree with that. It's like Netflix's Fourier into reality TV. Like it. Ugh. Oh, what Friends or no, 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 no. Friends. Circle and two circle. Yeah, oh, yeah, circle. I mean, it's not good. I just think it's funny because of how stupid it is. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Friends hasn't aged well. It has not. I think. Nope. Doctor Dick has arrived. <laughs> 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 Bong Sanders <laughs> and some nub named Eric. Yup, yeah, boy. You couldn't even put like a B O I. Oh, you're right. Get it, kick him out. Let him retry. Right, it says, "Congrats, I've installed it." Enter my name here, like my real name. <laughs> you know, yes, you got yeah, like Doctor Dick and Bong, Bong Sanders. Sanders. <laughs> Bong Sanders, MD. <laughs> How did we get accepted to medical school? <laughs> I tricked this, this show, this very show, is what will convince people that anybody could. <laughs> yeah, because I remember, I, I remember as the listener being like, "Wow, I just aspire to be there." Now that I'm here, I'm like, right, "Wow." <laughs> See, I, here, <laughs> mistakes Bye. have been made. <laughs> <laughs> Stream team. <laughs> oh boy. Rod got to the chat. <laughs> Dave is so fed up with us. <laughs> hey, Dr. Dick is a real professor here. That is true. That's we true. just got to yeah. lecture from this person. Yeah. I will start the game. <clears throat> I don't know what this game is. Make up a false answer for the real fact above that you think other players will believe, even if you know the real one. The Japanese word karishu describes the smell of. Surprised me of like someone played like the Jack Jackbox. Jackbox, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's kinda what it reminds me of. I really can't take you seriously with your name and your picture. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Rod God. <laughs> so fun fact with the Dr. Dick, before we had our CCOM emails, we had to sign into orientation just under general like, uh, like a, Oh jeez. <laughs> like, what did you do? A general name, and I used my Google email, and that's what we were playing Jackbox on. We all created our own name, so I signed in as Dr. Dick to orientation. <laughs> <laughs> so, legend. <laughs> that's all right. Last week, maybe two weeks ago, I had a required class, and my friend's dissertation was the week before, and he's in environmental engineering and does hydrology stuff. So I changed my Zoom profile picture to just be the, like, drips emoji, like the splish, <laughs> like the splash. And so I signed on to class with that, and my internet wasn't working, so it had my splash up <laughs> for my profile pic the whole class. That when was... we were filming Grand Rounds, uh, we didn't use face cam, but anytime anyone talked on Zoom, it would come up with their profile picture. Most yeah. of us, like, mine just comes up with, thing like, RNG. One person's came up with just the picture of their dog, like it's a puppy. So every time he spoke, it was just the puppy's face would come up. <laughs> That's precious. That's wholesome. Should we should we uh, discuss the answers? Oh yeah. So I don't like some of these answers. Here are Not some like of, Alex and I didn't some of the choose. answers. Uh, we've got. Oh, you already answered. We should probably say the question. Well, the the I did. The Japanese word karishu describes the smell of freshly cut puffer fish, only cut by a samurai sword. Not quite, but still spoiled sushi. Old people, beans, <laughs> hair bears, or ranch dressing in a milkshake to make it moist. <laughs> the only the only reason I didn't pick the puffer fish one is because it had a typo. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't know how to spell samurai. No, you missed you, No, you said you my idiot. instead of by. 
<laughs> you spelled bi wrong and spelled samurai right. Wait, really? Actually, uh, I don't know if you spelled samurai right, but you spelled bi wrong. That's incredible. I have uh, selected my answer, and uh, I am correct. I was also correct. Really? So, I was correct, correct answer is, you guys selected an answer yet? Yep. Tell me when you've all selected yeah, an answer. But, yeah, we're already okay. in the next the, round. The correct answer <laughs> is old people. Huh, that's terrible. That's, that's, that's pretty neat. That's, I, I psyched two of you, though. Yeah. I didn't psych anybody. That's odd. I was the only person who psyched anybody. I thought ranch dressing in a milkshake to make it moist was... <laughs> <laughs> totally acceptable. I believe it's meta, but not applicable. You feel me? I like it, though. Make up a... F- uh, let's see. Jack Kerouac's favorite pastime late in life was to get drunk and... Who is Jack Kerouac? I was I was too afraid what? to ask. <laughs> he wrote On the Road. He was an author of, like, the original road trip book. Yeah, that rings a bell. Yeah, good. I don't know. I've never read it. Don't think I... Like, I can, I can, I can act all outraged. That you don't know who Jack Kerouac is, but have I read it? No, I haven't read it. I don't read. Like, look, here's a secret. Here's a little secret about Dave Eller. He can't read. He works in the writing and humanities. <laughs> he works in the writing and humanities program, and people people are like, "Oh, you must be all up on writing and humanities and reading, and you know, you read all these books, don't you?" I'm like, "No, not really. I read crappy science fiction almost exclusively." Jack Kerouac's favorite pastime late in life was to get drunk. And y'all are some slow typers. No, I'm just creative. We're savoring the moment. You're the last person to submit last time. Don't talk. Really. Maybe you should, <laughs> I would, I Maybe you should slow down, Mr. Mr. Sam Aira. Excuse me. Dr. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Did I really put by instead of my? Yes. Wow. Classic. All right. <laughs> Jack Kerouac's favorite pastime late in life is to get drunk and give speeches of anarchy. Cover himself with in mayonnaise while eating pickles. <laughs> Melt his wife's wax sculptures for use with his mistress. Okay. It's wow. oddly specific. Is that PG or no? Watch the Beverly Hillbillies smoke marijuana or make his grandma's pies. Oh, man. I really want it to be Melt his wife's wax sculptures for use with his mistress. Because I have questions about what kind of use... <laughs> Just Google it. Are you actually Googling it? Oh, boy. Well, he's the only one who hasn't answered yet. I'm going to choose that one. Uh, oh. <laughs> Dave got me. Dave what got me. What is this? <laughs> it's the baby cat. <laughs> <laughs> the real answer is watch Beverly Hillbillies? He watched Beverly Hillbillies? That's odd. All Dang, right. I'm doing really well right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's my psych face. Beverly Hillbillies. Oh, actually, psyched Dave. Nice. Yeah. Dave psyched me. I really wanted it to be melt his wife's wax sculptures <laughs> for use with his mistress. I wanted Ooh. to know how that worked. Uh, the village people recruited members with a poster that read, Macho Types Wanted must have... Who are the village people? Oh, my God. <laughs> YMCA. YMCA. Okay. The most famous wedding song <laughs> ever. Did you that at their wedding? Yeah. That explained the divorce rate. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, Hey Ya is also a popular wedding song, and it's exclusively about the exact opposite. I think the chicken dance is the biggest cause of divorce. <laughs> is that the chicken dance? All right. I've submitted my answer. I know that mine's right. I know that mine's right. I believe you, Dave. There's going to be two answers on this that are identical. Because oh, yeah. you just... Doesn't it say don't put the right answer? 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I thought you got extra points. <laughs> but now that makes sense. <laughs> now that you think about it. Hurry up, Dr. Dr. Dick. Dr. Dick, what Sorry, are you doing? Sorry, I am thinking. Yeah, Great well. answers. <laughs> you guys are slow. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm still freaked out that I got psyched by the the, the, the baby cat. (laughs) (laughs) That's my one. (laughs) It's just like... (laughs) Check your spelling. I am. Chill. All right. The real answer. The village people recruited members with a poster that read, Matra types wanted must have VEDs, costume, 500-pound deadlift, mustache, moist chocolate cake, or own costume. Well... I know what the right answer is now. Yeah, but which one is the one the is the true right answer? Which one is the true right answer? Costume or own costume? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, the suspense. I, the I, suspense here right now. Oh, yeah. Wait. Oh, Yo, right. let's go. The real answer was mustache? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I got it right, too. I was... Wait a minute. That means that me and Eric... Yep. What? Posted... I posted... Me and Eric, I posted own costume. I Eric posted, posted costume. costume. I thought that had to be the right answer, but it turns out it was Eric king with me. <laughs> That is like next level. How did Eric know that? It's, it's, that's their their shtick. The they had like I guess they all did have mustaches. Yeah, that's what that's that was what I was trying to think of. I'm like, was there any other discerning feature that the group had? I think it was, they all had costumes. Oh man, that's funny. You you huh. that's amazing. We're on a four way tie for first. Playing like I'm the game, up a second place. Playing the long game. Must have five hundred pound deadlift. <laughs> At AJ. What are VEDs? What's, uh, what's I just, VEDs? Uh, I tried to capitalize EDS. It's going to be vascular EDS. You <laughs> <laughs> <I> tried. <laughs> Maybe they needed him to be extra mobile and Yeah. <laughs> vascular EDS. <laughs> and Mr. Bong Sanders, you want to hit next? Oh, yeah. Thomas Edison proposed to his second wife with... I didn't know he was married twice. Actually, that checks maybe, out. maybe he wasn't married twice. We just know that he proposed. Well, it says his second wife. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Good call. <laughs> you got me there. Thomas Edison proposed to his second wife with what? <clears throat> when you're proposing to your second wife, you got to make it good. You use uh, you the gotta same make it... ring, but you you keep it on the finger of your ex-wife. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Just to make sure that you she let her know. She knows there's no competition. Yeah, 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 she's really out of the picture. I think yeah. that's a, that, yeah, I think that's good. I think you should, you know. not competition. I think that's good because you've, I mean, I'm assuming you've chopped off. The, you haven't dragged your your first wife to the ceremony with the finger attached. You just take the finger instead. You take the finger or what if that's part of the ceremony? You just you have to. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, the real pick the real answer. Uh, <laughs> Thomas Edison. <laughs> Thomas, Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison proposed to his second wife with Morse code, a horse, a light bulb sticking from his bum. A light bulb, lab synthesized and hand chiseled mo- mois- moissanite <laughs> stone, a light bulb up his ass. My only question That's interesting. That we need to flesh out flesh out here is what direction was the light bulb? Because oh. one says sticking from his bum, one says up his ass. So it could Yeah. I think all our friends in the emergency department hope that it's, you know, wide from side his out. Bulb. Yeah. Yeah. The, the wide part out oh, so it's easier ele- to electrode in. 
Yeah. <laughs> so it's easier to, to grab. I you guess. know, he wants to show that there was a spark in their relationship. Oh. Uh, <laughs> get out. <laughs> How many times have we tried to kick Rick out today? No. Not, not enough. enough. <laughs> I agree. No. 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 <laughs> I got it right. It was Morse code. Yep. <laughs> did you get the baby cat? Yes. <laughs> Wait, so you did, you did light bulb. Who, did you do butthole? No, I did light bulb. Did you do butthole? No. I did, light... did butthole. <laughs> so light did bulb. I. Somebody did a light bulb sticking from his bum. Yeah, and you were very, very Wait, grotesque. You said light bulb up his ass? I said light bulb up his what? ass. What? And I set up the bum. <laughs> Dave. Yeah, I thought we were PG. Somehow, here. though, I wasn't fooled into thinking that that was the correct answer, though. All right, next. In 1992, there were 5,840 people checked into emergency room with injuries having to do with 1992. What was happening in 19? I was graduating from college that year. I think Nirvana got popular. Nirvana. That was like 89. Oh. Yeah, he might have been dead by the time. I, I don't remember. Oh, no, I think he died in 94. Okay. 5,840 people checking into emergency rooms with injuries having to do with... I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> I really want to say aspirating a peanut. <laughs> <laughs> Is that spelled right? Oh. Good. Eric, you are very well dressed today. Just came from work. Oh, nice. Yeah. Gotta go for, back. What do you do for work? I'm over in uh, Pete's Cardio, doing mm. some research over there. Oh, that's pretty neat. What are so you researching? Guys, we're doing. I'm on the VR project, so we're we're doing like educational VR work. So mm. developing like teaching modules and stuff. Interesting. That was, in that, cool. that was in that article you sent me. Yeah, yeah. But for physical therapy, VR physical therapy. Yeah. yeah. Cool. The future of healthcare. Cutting edge. Cutting edge. All right. The real pick. The real answer. Eating nails. Electrocution burn from faulty GE toasters. Pillows. Gunshots, <laughs> vacuum cleaner suction, vacuum pump penis injuries. <laughs> One of these. Once again, I know who. Uh, first of all, I think I know who did vacuum pump penis injuries. If it's not the real answer, I. <laughs> I think I know. I, do we all think we know? Like, if there's anybody in this room, let's do the point <laughs> test. Like we do three, two, one, just point. I think three, a couple of the people two, in the room live with one, each other. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's three three out of the five are pointing to Dr. Dick. All right. I've chosen my Let's correct play. answer. <clears throat> I want to pick one, but like there's too many good ones. Yeah. Yeah. Those those are all possible. <laughs> the GE toasters one, that one's too specific. How popular were vacuums in the night? What do you 92? mean how popular were vacuums? <laughs> yeah, we were still beating rugs. <laughs> <laughs> Back then, the year I graduated from college, we still had to take the rugs using the, like, out the to the backyard and beat them. Like, the holy clothing. shit! <laughs> oh god! Ah, oh, damn it! Doctor Dick got me. Yay! Finally got a point. I psyched someone for pillows. Yeah, it wasn't you. you didn't was you didn't and you didn't put in vacuum penis pump? No, it was it was it was bel- it was you. It was, Bong it was AJ. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. So I could, I, I would have. The- I would have I would have. You did reckon. Bet my life <laughs> that it was Rick. No. Okay. So I went down the the rabbit hole of urology trauma, and found an extensive case series on vacuum pump penis injuries in Germany. Huh. And then I sent it to Alex, which is why our answers were similar. And that's why I should have pointed at you instead of Rick, because you played yourself. Yeah. yeah. Was that a big problem in Germany? It was the. It's a hilarious case series. Yeah. <laughs> perhaps not for the. 
Not for the patient. For the patient. Not uh, for the, the not real. For the so the real population. answer is pillows, huh? Okay. Is this like people trying to suffocate other people with pillows, or what? It was that's a, that's it was what a, I think it was when a I think really of really interesting pillows. Oh fights. well, you know what? <laughs> there, I, I mean, there have been cases of people inhaling feathers. That, that, could, that, could, cause that could cause issues. That could cause issues. All right. Flaming Hot Cheetos were invented in 1976 by... Oh, Flam- actually, 1976? I actually, I actually know this one. 1976? I watched a video on this. What were, Flaming Hot Cheetos is 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 newer. No. No. Really? Wait, Some of my earliest memories were eating oh. Flaming Hot Cheetos. I don't know who invented it. Were you a hot Cheeto or hot fry kind of guy? Cheetos. Cheetos. Hot Cheetos are too hot. <laughs> do you do you think pepper is also too spicy? No, no, I'm 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 a moderate spice person. What's what's moderate? Do you dabble I don't in, mind a do few. You dabble in habaneros at all? No, I don't. Well, I don't mind a few. Uh, you know, jalapenos in the in the mix. I I like uh, sriracha. I think sriracha sriracha sweet. Some, it has. I, a, see, I think yeah. it actually is pretty spicy for me. Yeah, it gets. Yeah, you I can, can. I can eat. Uh, I can eat habaneros, but sriracha has some real spice to it. You, you, I think for me. <laughs> For me, best. For whatever reason, I don't know if it's like the acid in it or something, or like. Nah, this dude lived in Ames for like at least four years, so that's, that's, that's wow. where I come from. Keen deduction. Yeah, I think when we can do like food and stuff in rooms again, we should do like an episode of Hot Ones. Yeah, yeah. short coat. I am so looking forward to being able to eat on the show again. Man, that's like that's old days. Of back, like when I started listening, that you were doing that. Yeah. Flaming Hot Cheetos were invented in 1976 by Edward Crocken, the band Kiss, a janitor at the Frito Lay plant, George Flamin Suarez, <laughs> a janitor, Bob Saget. <laughs> Bob's. <laughs> Bob's. Man, I suspect that it is. Uh, see, I don't know. Okay. I suspect it's that one. Yes. That's yeah. Correct. Yes. Let's go. The Finally. janitor at the Frito Lay plant. Hmm. Damn. I, I don't know where I heard. Oddly, that. no one picked Edward Crocken. George Foreman <laughs> Suarez. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Edward Crocken? No, I didn't know right. the split. All right. Did we all get that one correct? Yeah, I think so. Well, yeah, was nobody of. picked my fake answer. Yeah, that was real. Remember A how you're not supposed to do the real answer? Yeah, I know. In, in 1878, the formal telephone greeting... Oh, I actually know this one. ...was to answer Dave, is with... that old? Yeah. We, when we used to... <laughs> we used to beat our carpets and answer, <laughs> and answer the phone. Did you still have the rotary dial? Oh, yeah. Ring, yeah. ring. Yeah, I think it's clear which which is the... Y'all are going to pick my answer, so just resign yourself to that. No, I'm in the lead. Can't let you win. There's no way I can lose. You're going to pick my answer. Rod God, once again, waiting for you. Okay. Ahoy. <laughs> What's cooking, sugar? Suh, dude. Hello, who dis? What's up, bitches? Hello. I think we all know the right answer. It's what's up, bitches. <laughs> what up? You're right. <laughs> what up? <laughs> the annoying orange. Dude, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's see. Come on, Rod God. That's like early YouTube days. Yeah, I got the right answer. Did everybody get the right answer? Yeah. yeah. Ahoy. Yeah. Well, that's lame. Well, well, I think it was, if I remember from my actual days of saying <laughs> ahoy into the telephone, I think it's because the ships, you know, they, they would say ahoy. The ships would or the sailors on I mean, them? the sailors on okay. the ship. Okay, shut up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, it's ahoy? The ahoy, bitches? <laughs> Bong Sanders wins the game. Very good, Bong. 
Uh, I deserve it. I'm going to have a hell of a week trying to edit this episode. <laughs> no, no, no. You, uh, I just realized that if you go by like your first initial and last name, it's technically B. Sanders. Exactly. Ooh. Yeah. Let's go. Oh. That's sly. I'm feeling the burn. That's very sly. That's our show. Eric, AJ, Alex, Rick. Thanks for hanging out with me today. I appreciate it. Nice way to end the week. Thank you. Yeah. I needed the serotonin kick. Good Thanks for suffering up. us, Dave. Any anytime, boys. Anytime. And what kind of mayonnaise shake would I be if I didn't thank you, Short Coats, for making us part of your week? If you knew and you like what you heard today, follow the show. I don't know why you would. That would be an odd. That would be an odd circumstance. Follow the show wherever fine podcasts are available. Our editors are AJ Chowdhury and Eric Bozart. Alex Belzer is our marketing coordinator. The show is made possible by a generous donation by Carver College of Medicine Student Government and ongoing support from the Writing and Humanities Program. Our opening music is by Dr. Vox and our closing music by Catmosphere. Don't let the bastards get you down. Talk to you in a week. Hi, short coats. Look, life in medical education... Life in America, life in the world is often difficult, and I often wish I could help. All I have is this podcast, but in my wildest dreams, you have the support you need to lead a life of your choosing. You deserve to be happy, healthy, and successful in whatever ways you define those words. So if you need support because you've experienced racism, discrimination, harassment, mental health crises, I want you to be able to get the help that you need. And so I'm going to put some links in the show notes to some resources that you can use. But the bottom line is that for what it's worth, I see you. I know you're out there. I wish I could do more. Maybe I can in ways that I don't understand yet or know about. But I see you and I'm glad you're here and other people are too. 